Is God your everything this morning? If he's your everything, go ahead and give God praise in his house. Is he really your everything? I know that's right, baby. He's not just some things in my life, but he is everything in my life. He's the air that I breathe. Hallelujah. He's the song that I sing. There's nobody like Jesus. I have tried, I have tried him for myself. And my testimony is, oh, taste and see. Hallelujah. You ought to try him for yourself. Look to your neighbor and say, try him for yourself. Try him for yourself because God is just that good. And once you try him, you'll see him show up in your life. Amen. I got the same testimony I have every Sunday. And it is that God is good. And all the time. Come on, let's make a big army and say, God is good. All the time. And all the time. Go on, one more time. God is good when? And all the time. Go ahead and give praise to a good God. I tell y'all, God is worthy even in the midst of the weather. Amen. Even though it's cold outside, I got a fire burning on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Jeremiah said, it's just like what fire shut up in my bones. Even when I wanted to give up, even when I said, I'm not going to church today. It's something on the inside of me. Say, I got to press my way to the kingdom. I got to press my way to the house of God. Because there's something that God wants me to get. Amen. And I guess what? There is a word from the Lord today. Is there anybody excited for the word of God? Are y'all really excited? We had an awesome worship, and now it's time for the word. Last Sunday, we started a series called Elevate. Y'all shout, Elevate. And so I'm a firm believer that as we come into this new year, it's not only a new year, and y'all know how we say new year, new me, all of that good stuff. Not only does God want to bring a new you, but he wants to allow you to reach new levels. Somebody shout new levels. And so this year, I'm a firm believer that for those who are faithful to God, to those who are faithful in their consecration, to those who are faithful behind closed doors, hallelujah, and getting into that secret place with God, God is going to elevate you in this season. Hallelujah. This is your elevation season. I, I, yeah, that's a, that's a, you, you, it's your elevation. Praise God. Because while the rest of the world is going through turmoil, while the rest of the world is going through trials and troubles and all of that good stuff, the Lord says, he says, be ye, he says, be comforted because I have overcome the world. He says, look, I know you're going to have all of these things going on around you, but you can find comfort. You can find encouragement in knowing that I have overcome the world. And since he has overcome the world, guess what? You have overcome the world too. Why? Because greater is he that is within you. Then he does what? And so there is a word. And so God is taking us to new levels. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. If you're willing, you're able. You're not too mean, not too rude. I know when the weather gets cold, your bones start aching. If you will and you're able, just if you're able, lift up on your feet. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7, <laughs> verse, starting at verse 24. Amen? He says, therefore, whosoever hears um, these sayings of mine, and what? Do them. Somebody look to your neighbor and say, you got to do them. He says, whoever hears these sayings of mine and, do the, and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. Somebody say, shout rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell, for it was founded upon a what? A rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not, shall be liking unto a foolish, foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell. Somebody say fall. 
and great was the fall of it. The word of God for the people of God. Father God, thank you now for this day, this opportunity to hear your word, Father, to receive your word. Father, and I pray that as we go into this moment, you will allow me to walk in a greater preaching grace, Father, so I may be able to preach this word with power and authority. That, Father, that you will allow this word to accomplish everything that you have sent for it to do. Father, I pray that this word elevates our faith, hallelujah, and elevates us in our minds and in our spirits, so, Father, that we can be the people, we can be the church we can be the community we can be the nation we can be the family father everything that you have called us to be father i pray that it elevates us now in jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. i gotta i was i was pondering you have your seat thank you i was pondering what what to what to title this this message and god says he says say the same thing you said last year last week i want you to, to shout it to the heavens say i'm going up all right, now let's shout it one more time. Say, I'm going up. And so in this season, God is taking us out. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you going up too. Amen. Go ahead and give God praise in his house. Elevation. Let's get into it. Elevation is a process. Somebody shout process. Elevation doesn't happen overnight. Amen. Praise God. Get it to the next level. It, don't, it does not always happen immediately. But it's something and consecrate ourselves to. I mean, come into that word. We work in that word consecrate for the rest of the year. And I declare to you that elevation is not only a process, but it's also a promise. When we are walking with the Lord, elevation is sure to find our lives. Now hear me out. When ele elevation finds you, it does not always show up in materialistic things. When elevation finds you, it does not always show up in a new car or a new house or something else in your bank account. No, elevation, the best elevation happens in the spirit. Somebody shout spirit. The best elevation happens in your intimacy with God. God, I'm trying to get to another level in my relationship with you, right? Because our ultimate goal is closeness with the Father. Yes, I want to see success on this earth. Yes, I want to see my family doing good. But my ultimate goal, my ultimate, my ultimate purpose is to be close to God. And let me tell you this. We can expect to get closer to God without simultaneously going higher. You can't expect to get close to God while at the same time go higher. Why? Because God is seated in high places. He's seated in heavenly places. And he looks down low, right? So we have to elevate ourselves to the level that God is. Am I making sense? We have to elevate ourselves in the spirit, in our worship, in our prayer time, in, in the way that we commit to the word of God. Elevate yourself in the spirit. And as you elevate yourself, you're coming closer to God because he's higher than you. Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Um, this is why God tells John when he was writing the Revelation, he says, come up higher and I'll show you some things. This is why Paul says, I had an outer body experience and was caught up. Somebody shout up. I was caught up in the heaven. I was caught up in the third heaven. He said, I didn't know where I was. Elijah, he was carried up. Somebody shout up. When he stepped into the, the chariot of fire, he stepped up. Somebody shout up. Jesus, this is what blessed me. Jesus was exalted. He was elevated to the highest place and given a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, what every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Why? Because Jesus is up. Somebody shout up. So if God is up, hallelujah, if we're going to get closer to him, we have to elevate. Somebody shout elevate. So spiritual elevation is the portion and promise to the true believers. That if you say that you believe in God, if you say that you have a relationship with God, spiritual elevation is your portion. Spiritual elevation is your promise. Amen? So we are guaranteed that we're going to go up. I want to tell you now, God is too good. Hallelujah. God is too great. He's too mighty. And his plans are too big for us to stay on the same level that we are on. Hallelujah. I don't care what job you got. I don't care what, what life's looking. I don't care what it is. God is too big for you to stay on that same level. Look to somebody and say, you got to go up. Look to somebody and say, you got to go up. So this is your elevation year. Am I making sense already? That if you say you're going to get closer to God. 
If you say you're going to walk in your calling, if you say you're going to walk in and, and right fellowship with the Lord, if you say you're going to walk in the spirit, you have to go up. Somebody shout up. All right, so I'm moving on. So we, it's good to reach new levels. It's good to reach elevation. Amen. It's good to reach all of those places. But here, write this down. How you reach the new levels is just as important as reaching them. I'm going to say that again. How you reach those new levels is just as important as you reaching them. The means and the methods that you use to achieve new levels is just as important as reaching those, those next levels. Anybody more ready to go to If you're going to go to the next level, you got to do it the right way. Amen. Because I declare to us how we reach the next level determines how long we will stay there. I'm going to say that again. How you reach the next level determines how long you're going to stay on that level. Because longevity is only secured when we have done things the Lord's way. When you have done things God's way. Somebody shout God's way. That if we want to make something last forever and ever, amen, y'all don't know that. If you want to make it last forever, you need to do it the Lord's way. Somebody say God's way. Amen. Because if it's established, if you obtain it, if you achieve it outside of the will of God, outside of the order of God, then you will find that it will not last long. It may be good, it may be a good time, but it may not last long. Just as fast as you have created it, you will see it crumble before your eyes. Why? Because you didn't do it God's way. This is why the psalmist says this right here. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Watch this. For they shall soon, somebody shout soon, soon, be cut down with the grass. And wither as the green herb. So guess what? You can't be fooled by the glamour of this world. Because the glamour that this world gives us, the glamour that this world shows us, the glamour that we find on social media, the glamour that this world tries to sell to us, it's only temporary. Somebody shout temporary. And in kingdom, I don't want glamour, I want glory. In the kingdom of God, I don't want glamour. I don't want, I don't want just something that I can have and I can post on, on, on social media. I can make it look good on Instagram. I want the glory of God because the glamour can't help me get healed. The glamour can't help me get delivered. Hallelujah. The glamour is not going to help me, hallelujah, with my children acting, acting strange. Amen. But the glory of God is what's going to make a difference in this season. Do you want the glamour or do you want the glory? What do you really want in this season? Because if you're going to get to elevation, it's not going it may have a look, it may have a different style, it may have a different feel of it, but you need the glory of God. Because it's the glory of God that, that lifts burdens and destroys yokes. It's the glory of God that helps you, hallelujah, that helps you uh, get to your next level. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going up. I, will, I want the real deal glory. And so to further this conversation, we have to do, if, watch this, this is what bless me. We talk about doing things the Lord's way. If you have to do something outside of the will of God, if you have to do something outside of the character of God, for you to achieve a level or to have something in your life, or even if you get to a level and you have to do something outside of God's will and God's order for your life to sustain yourself, it wasn't even yours in the first place. If you got to do something outside of the will of God, it wasn't God's will that you have it in the first place. If you got to get out of character to keep this in your life, amen. If you got to get out of character to keep that boy liking you, if you got to get out of character to keep that girl, it wasn't meant for you to have it in the first place. If you got, if you got to get out of character to get that job promotion, then maybe that promotion wasn't yours in the first place. I'm old me. Am I, am I making sense? If you, if you, if you got to get out of character to make some money, amen, praise God. Because sometimes money get tight. One God's will for you to have that right now. I've told us before, and I must remind us again today, God will not bless us with something that will pull us away from him. Am I making sense? 
So what happens is, some, some of us say, see what happened was, see what, amen, praise God, y'all better help me. If God sees that we are not ready for the next level, if God sees you, you're not ready to handle the next level, guess what he's going to do? He's going to delay you reaching it. If God sees that you're not ready for that status change we talked about last week, if God says you're not ready for it, then guess what? He's going to delay you from reaching it. If God sees that you will get too consumed in the next level that you won't be able to get close to him, then guess what he's going to do? He's going to wait off before you can do it. If God sees that the next level is going to mess up your consecration to him, guess what he's going to do? He's going to delay it. But guess what? There's still hope. Can I tell you what's, what the hope is? No matter how much we feel, no matter how, how much we feel like we're ready, we think we're ready. God, I'm ready for the next level. God, I'm ready for my next. God, I'm ready for it. But you're not ready yet because if you God bless you with it, it will pull you away from him. So what God does is he delay it. He delays it. But here's the good news. Delay does not mean what? Denial. Delaying. When God put things on hold in your life, it does not mean a no. It's ne- it may not necessarily be a no, but sometimes it's a not right now. When God delays things in your life, sometimes if God, if you've been praying for something and God hadn't done it yet, maybe it's a not yet. Amen, praise God. Maybe it's a not right now. If God says not right now, hear me out. If God tells you not right now, don't get frustrated. Don't get impatient. Watch this. And don't take matters in your own hands to make something happen for yourself. Because sometimes when God says not right now, we we like, Lord, I got to make something do. I got to, God, I got to make something Got something, and we don't want to sit in that, in that, in that, in, on that level. But when you take matters into your own hands, you step outside of the will of God. When you try to force things to work outside of the Lord's timing, when you try to force things to work outside of the order that God has allowed, outlined things should be happening in your life, you step outside of His will. I want to uh, put a pin right there. God has an order that He wants things to happen in our lives. I know you want to get to the next level, but in order to get to level six, you got to go through level one, two, three, four, five, and, and, and then you'll reach six. Amen. Somebody shout order. If you want your family to, if you want a family one day, guess what? There's an order that God wants you to follow. He wants you to get married. Then he wants you to have kids. He wants you to do all of that, right? There's an order. Don't, don't take it out of order. If you, want, if you want stability in your life, guess what? There's an order that God wants you to follow to get to that stability. Am I making sense? If you want promotion, guess what? There's an order that God wants you to follow. If you want good health, amen, because we want to be good health, there's an order in the word of God that God wants you to follow. If you want God to bless your ministry, guess what you got to do? Follow his order. If you want fulfillment in your life, there's an order that God needs you to follow. Because when you step outside of God's will, when you step outside of God's time, and when you take things out of God's order, my Lord, watch this. You open up yourself to more than you want to bargain for. Can I, can I testify? Sometimes when I step out of God's will, I find myself crying. I find myself breaking down. I find myself worried. I find myself stressed. And things not working out the way I wanted to because I have built things on the foundation of flesh rather than the foundation of God's word. Am I making sense? We find ourselves stepping outside of God's will. When we find ourselves stepping outside of God's will, we find ourselves breaking down under the weight of things God never intended for you to carry yourself. Because if you have done things God's way, if you have done things in God's order, he would have given you the spiritual grace to carry and complete the work that he wants you to do. But now that you have stepped out of God's will and you have stepped out on your own, you are doing things in your own strength. And let me tell you now, you, I know you're strong. I know you're grown. I know you're capable. I know you're independent. I know you all of those are good. I know you got black excellence. I know you got all of those good things. I know you, you, you're smart. You have those degrees. But you will not be able to carry yourself and sustain yourself under the pressures of this world. There will come something that you will not be able to handle or figure out by yourself. Can I tell you now, the devil is clever. That man is slick. Slick as Rick, amen. The devil is slick as Rick. And this is why you need God. The devil been here longer than you have. He's way, sm- he way smarter than, he, than you are. He knows how to get you to fall into temptation. He knows how to get you off track. He knows how to get you distracted. That's why you need God. Am I making sense? So you can't, you can't get distracted by these things. 
Don't step outside of God's will because when you are in God's will, when you are in God's way, God covers you. God covers you. He protects you. He makes sure he watches over you. The, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and he knows their ways. If you want God to watch over you, you got to get right with him. Somebody say, get right with him. If you want God to elevate you, you got to get right with him. Because here's the thing I have learned. God doesn't bless mess. My Lord, I said God doesn't bless mess. Don't bless mess. He doesn't co-sign what's being done or what's been accomplished through the flesh. But what's done in the spirit. We have to do it the right way. Yes, go to your next level, but you have to do it the right way. And I've come to learn that when you do things the right way, when you do things God's way, God will bless you with things you didn't even ask for. When you do things God's way, God is going to take you to places. I, I wouldn't even expect to, to be able to walk into this room. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect this promotion. Hallelujah. I wouldn't expect to, to have this connection. Why? Because you did things God's way. And when you do things God's way, he's going to take you far greater than you can ever imagine or think. Right? He can do it. Somebody say exceedingly. Abundantly. And above all that we can ever ask or think, right? But you have to do it his way. Somebody shout his way. So I need you to stay in the will of God. Y'all with me today? Ain't nobody fell asleep yet. I'm proud of y'all. Yeah, I, I must be helping somebody. Look to your neighbor and say, I'm going up. <laughs> I text. Let's deal with the text. I mean, we're a family. Amen. Praise God. I'm giving you the word of God, but we're going to enjoy it. Our text is Jesus' conclusion to his most notorious sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, right? And so throughout the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Jesus um, has highlighted various topics and subjects which are essential to Christian living. And so as Jesus is wrapping up his word, he's getting ready to take it, take it to a close. He finishes with a call to action. What I love about Jesus' final thoughts here, that directly correlates with James 1 and 22. Write that down, James 1 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. New Living Translation, Translation said it this way. Don't just listen to God's word. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Say, don't fool yourself. Jesus is basically telling these, these, this, his congregation, his group of people, although I have just taught y'all, I just told y'all all of these great things, they're no good to you unless you use them. God's like, I know I just talked about forgiveness. I know I just talked about prayer. I know I just talked about all of these anger and all of those different things. I just talked about worry. But none of that is good to you unless you use them. And so to get this point across, Jesus tells a parable. He tells a story about two people building a house. One builds a house on a solid foundation. Somebody say solid. And the other builds a house on sand. Oh, yes. The two lives that Jesus compares in this text, they have several points that are in common. Watch this. They both build. They both hear Jesus' teaching. And watch this, they both experienced the same set of circumstances. They both built their house, they both heard Jesus' teaching, and they both experienced the same set of circumstances. But here's the thing, although they both built their homes, although they both heard the same teaching, although they both went through the same storms, they had different results. Why? It's because of what they built their lives on. And here, here's why we, we can be going to the same church, hallelujah, we can be hearing the same teaching, we can be reading the same Bible, we can be singing the same songs, serving the same Lord, but experiences different levels of spiritual growth. Because it's not about our reception of information, but it's about your application. Somebody say application. It's not just about showing up to church, it's not just about showing up and hearing all these, these good things. No, it's about figuring out... How Jesus is closing his sermon with the directions to basically go do, go do, go do, go do it. Jesus' teaching, use the teachings and the revelations of God 
to build the life that God wants you to have. All of us are trying to build a life for ourselves. Every last one of us, no matter what stage you are in life, no matter how old you are, you still working on your house. I'm working on the building. Amen. We're trying to build a better life for our families. You're trying to build a better life for your school. You're trying to build a better life for your household, for your career, for your ministry, for your financially. You're trying to build better. You're trying to build a better ministry. And in everything that we want to build, God has a word for it. God has said something. Somebody shout something. That speaks to how we can make whatever it is successful. There is, hear me out, you got to go, this is why you got to go and seek the word of God. There is always a principle, there is always a concept, there is always an idea in the word of God that God wants to use to speak to you so that you can build the life he wants you to build. No matter if you're trying to build up your children, guess what, God has a word about that. If you're trying to build up your family, guess what, God has a word about that. Somebody say use the word. And so what I, I need you to do is use the word. Use the word to handle your stress. I know you, 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 you like to roll up something to handle your stress. No, use the word to handle your stress. Use the word to handle your kids. Use the word to handle your, your real, real problems, right? Use the word to handle your health problems. Use the word to handle your enemies. Use the word, hallelujah, to handle your marriage. The word is the solution. Can I propose that some of the things that our lives are not progressing as they should, as we want, they're not sometimes, they're not, they're not progressing the way we want them to because we're not using the word. We're using methods, we're using techniques, we're using strategies and theories from other areas of life. Sometimes even our own feelings, I feel like this is right. I feel like I need to do this rather than standing on the word of God. Somebody shall use the word. Because here's what I'm like. Am I helping y'all? Revelations from God are like tools to go in your toolbox. Man, I know y'all got a toolbox that, and the tools grow legs and they go missing every now and then. But... The word of God, the revelations from God, the concepts of God, the, the sermons that you hear on Sundays, the words that you hear at Bible study, the words that you hear in Bible group, they are they're tools in your toolbox. And God has given you those things so that you can build the life that you want to build. Build the life that he wants you to build. But if you never take those tools out the toolbox, how do you expect to build it? If you, never expect, if, you, if you don't ever open your Bible between Monday and Saturday, how do you expect to build the life that God wants you to build? If you never get down on your knees and pray, how do you expect to build the life that God wants you to build? Am I making sense? If you, if, hallelujah, if, you, if you're not coming to church for some folks, that's the step you need to do. How do you expect to build the life that God wants you to build? Because the concepts of God, the word of God, the revelations of God are tools in your toolbox. So I need you to use the word. I know it gets frustrated, and you will, you, when, hear me out, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Until you grow in God, the, your first response is not going to be the word. Until you elevate in the spirit, your first response is not going to be the word. That's why you got to catch yourself and bring every thought captive to the power of Christ. Am I making sense? So what you have to do is, instead of just responding to things, go to the word of God and say, let me get, let me get something to handle this situation. Let me get a concept. Let God, give me an instruction. God, give me something I can do. Am I making sense? Somebody say, use the word. So, one of the most common things that go in the toolbox, I definitely got beside myself, is, uh, well, it don't go in the toolbox, but it's a very important tool. Somebody say, a ladder. Yeah. Amen. I was told if I get up here and fall, they said, don't get up here and fall because it's too cold. And Tony, you said you're going to catch me. But one of the most, uh, one of the most uh, common tools that people use to elevate themselves is a ladder. Somebody shout ladder. Ladders are important because um, there are tasks, there are things that a person needs to do that they cannot complete on ground level. So the next level, the, the next thing that they need to get done, it cannot be completed where they are. It cannot be completed on the level that they are at. So they need something to help them elevate themselves. Can I declare to you this morning that what God wants you to do in your life, it cannot be completed where you are. It cannot be completed in the level of prayer that you're already in. It cannot even be completed in the level of consecration that you're in. That the next thing that God wants you to do, it's going to require that you elevate yourself. 
Elevate your consecration. Elevate your circle. Amen. Praise God. Elevate your mindset. It can't be completed where you at. So you need a ladder. Somebody shout louder. And so there's a, a few things that I have. I said it and I was like, Lord, the Lord spoke to me. He showed me some things about the ladder that you need to adhere to when you're going to the next level with the ladder. Because if you, if you are not careful to adhere to the instructions of a ladder and, and what it takes to climb a ladder, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get to the next level, and then you're going to fall. Am I making sense? And so hear me, hear me out. Before you get to the next level, before you start climbing to your next level, you need to make sure that you follow God's instructions. Because I don't want you to get to the next level and fall back into something that God delivered you. I don't want you to get to the next level and fall back into something that you know God brought you out of. Amen. Praise. Don't fall back into that place of mindset. Don't fall back into that place that you used to be in. No, when you get, if you take care of yourself, everything on this level, when you get to the next level, you're going to be able to stand. Somebody say stand. Not fall, but stand. So let me give you three things. Amen. That you need in order to climb up a ladder. Amen. Y'all ready? Number one, if you're not going to fall in your next, your next, uh, your next level, you need stability and structure. Stability and structure. I take a moment for the people that are taking notes because I know people, we, we like to take notes. Stability and structure. One of the first things to climb a ladder is ensuring that the ladder's legs are on a solid and strong foundation. Because if the legs are not stable, then we will find it difficult maintaining our balance as we go higher. Am I making sense? And so it's important that we have stability. Somebody shout stability. Can I, can I propose to us that sometimes we are not able to perform our best. We're not able to be our best. We're not able to be who God wants us to be because we have no stability. You can't excel. You can't elevate to go to the next level because you're not stable in your mind. Not stable in your heart, not stable in your spirit. We are, we are so shaken up and moved by the things around us that we can't move forward. We allow the things in our lives to throw us off. We allow what people say, circumstances in our family, throw us off. How people are treating us, treating us throw us off. What people have to say, throw us off. How things turn off, we let, we let those things to turn, um, to throw us off. Why? Because we have built our life on that. You can't build your life on those things. But if you are going to go to the next level, you need stability. Somebody shout stability. Yeah. What I love about this, you can't let God said we shall be like a tree planted by the and rooted and deep down by the what? Rivers of water. Our next level requires that we develop some stability and structure. Our homes are chaotic because we have not developed stability and structure. Our children don't know what to expect from us when we come home. Our marriages are not where they should be. Why? Because we have no stability and structure. We're not seeing the amount of money that we should see in our bank accounts because we have no stability and structure. Some of us, we stress and we depress and we breaking down because we have not developed stability and structure on how we are supposed to handle things. Am I making sense to y'all? Many downfalls happen because we did not take the time to establish stability and structure. Take a moment. Think back over your life. Take a moment. Think back. You can testify that many times we could have been in a different circumstance. Things would have not turned out the way they, they were. We wouldn't have made certain mistakes. We wouldn't have had certain, certain problems if we would have found stability and structure in the beginning. So let me tell you now. Let me tell you now. You can't change the past. You can't go back and, and try to go rebuild something. Look back, but let the past be the past. But starting right here, right now, you need to make up in your mind that you're going to have some stability. You got to make it up in your mind now, I'm going to bring some structure to my life. So that when I get to the next level, I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to get thrown off by whatever is going on around me. No, because I'm standing on something strong and something stable. Am I making sense? Oh, I hope I'm making sense. Somebody, you need stability and structure. And here's, uh, this, this is what the Lord showed me. A ladder stability is not dependent on the ladder itself, but it's dependent on what the ladder is standing on. Because if the foundation, if the platform is moving, if the platform, the platform is, if you're unsure about the platform, then guess what the ladder is going to do? It's not going to be stable. What you're building your life on determines your stability. 
if you're building your life off of what people think about you, guess what? You're going to be unstable. If you're going to be, if you're building your life off of how much money you make at your job, then guess what? You're going to be unstable. If you build your life off the position you have, guess what you're going to be? Unstable. If you, if you, what you're building your life on determines how stable you're going to be. So the first thing to establish stability in our lives is to recognize what are we going to stand on? What are we going to stand for? In this season of your life, what are you going to stand on? What are you going to stand for? Watch this. What is your default? Default is the thing that you always go to. It's your natural way of responding to the things in your life. I need to ask you, what is your default way of talking to people? What is your default way to treating those who have wronged you? What is your default way of handling temptation? What is your default way of handling bad news when it comes to your life? What is your default way of handling sickness when, you, when it hits your body? For us at our church, what is your default way of hosting guests that come to our church? Because maybe our default is the, way, the reason why we haven't elevated yet. Maybe because you always responded to things out of your natural instincts rather than allowing God to uh, re restructure and re-download a new default in your life. Amen, praise God. So that you can do what you need to do. Many of us are going to have to stop saying, that's just who I am. That's just the way I am. That i just always done things that way. i always handle things this way. That's just the way I talk. Because let me tell you now, maybe that's the reason why you haven't got to the next level yet. Maybe the way you talk to people is the, re is the reason why you haven't got to the next level yet. Maybe it's the way that you spend your time. Man, your, that's your default. Is the reason why you haven't got to the next level yet. So, Pastor, you trying to tell me I need to change myself? Yes. If your default way of handling the things in your life do not produce the fruit of the Spirit, then yes, you need to change. I know we don't like to change. I, I, this is who I am. No, no, you need to change. Because your default way is not producing love. It's not producing joy. It's not producing peace. It's not producing kindness. It's not producing self-control. Am I making sense? If your default way does not produce the fruit of the Spirit, then yes, you need to change. Somebody shout, change. Because that's what's going to keep you moving forward. That change, your default, is what's going to determine whether or not you can make it to the next level. Your default is your stability. Am I making sense? Am I helping y'all? I hope I am. Oh, number two, not only do you need stability and structure, number two, you need someone to support you. Amen, praise God. You need someone to support you. I'm moving on. Whenever someone is climbing a ladder, it is always wise to have another individual there to spot them for safety precautions. Always have two people for two reasons. Number one, if you are walking up a ladder and you start feeling yourself getting off, guess what the other person can do? They can grab the ladder and they can reinforce stability. And then number two, if you do fall off the ladder, Lord forbid, the person is there to not laugh at you, if, unless they me, but they're not there to laugh at you, but they're there to help you up so that you can start again. These are the people you need in your life. Those who are able to watch over you, those who are able to encourage you, those who are able to hold you accountable to the truth and the levels that God is calling you to. We need people in our lives that want to see us doing better. In your life, they want to see you do better. That they're not threatened by your progress. They're not threatened by you and you improving your life. No, but they shout when they see you moving forward. Even when we find ourselves feeling like we, we're getting ready to fall. Hallelujah. You got somebody that's not going to judge you and somebody that's not going to watch you fall. No, but they're, they're there to, you can go to them before you fall. Amen, praise God. And they are there to help reinforce that stability and structure we just talked about. Am I making sense? You need somebody that you can go to that can get a prayer through. Amen. Do you need somebody that you can go to and tell you the truth so that they can bring stability and structure in your life? Am I making sense? You need somebody there to hold you accountable. And so my question for you is, who is your support in this season? Who can you count on to keep you grounded on the word of God? Who do you go to to keep you grounded on the truth of God? Um, they are able to tell us, you need somebody in your life that's able to tell you to slow down. Somebody to tell you to be careful. They're not going to try to stop you. They're just going to say, be careful. You need somebody that's able to point you in the right direction. Hallelujah. 
You need somebody that's able to give you a different perspective because I have worked on some things. Amen, praise God. Lord knows I like to work on different things in the house. And it's one of the things I have to do. I have to, get my, I have to get my mom. I have to get somebody else to tell me what does it look like from where they're at so that I can properly do my job on the next level. Am I making sense? You need somebody in your life that can be able to keep you grounded and give you different perspective and help you make sure that you're doing your job right. Am I making sense? You need support. Not only do you need support, not only do you need support, but I also need you to be the support for someone else. Okay? I'm going to put a point pin right there. We're going to run back because I need to say this. Let me give you this warning. You can expect for someone else to help you stay stable when they are not stable themselves. You can't expect for someone to help you stay stable when they're not stable themselves. Now, you may have, like, I can't expect you to help give me some financial advice when, amen. I can't expect for you to give me some marriage advice when, amen. I can't help for you to show me how to do, do my job when you, amen. You can't tell me what to do. You, you, come, you show up 15 minutes late now. You need stable people in your life to help you stay stable. We're taking advice and listening to unstable people. And that's the reason why we're not stable. You, you, you taking advice from somebody else, and they're like, look, man, you don't even got to do that, man. Yeah, you, and that's why you're unstable, because they're unstable. That's the reason why you fall into different, that's why you falling back in life instead of moving forward, because you're listening to the wrong people. Unstable folk. Am I making sense? But you need to make sure that you listen to stable people. So not only find support, but be support. Write these things down. I'm about to give you three things, three things so that you can be support to somebody else. Number one, pray for them. You don't have to tell them, look, I pray for you. Talk to God about them. You like to tell everybody else their business. Talk God about them. Tell God about their business. Tell about the Lord. Tell the Lord about them about it. Pray for them. If you, want to, if you want to support somebody to get into the next level, pray for them. Number two, remind them of the assignment or the thing that God wants to accomplish out of that situation or season. Remind them of the assignment to accomplish out of that situation or season. If you want to support somebody, remind them who they are in God. No, don't remind them of their situation. Remind them of who they are in God. Don't remind them of what's going on. Don't, rem don't remind them of their past because we love to try to remind people of that. No, remind them who they are in God. No matter if they just made a mistake five minutes ago, don't remind them of that past. Remind them of who they are. I know, it, it, hallelujah. And sometimes you're going to come to people and they're going to be in some mess. Don't remind them of the mess. Remind them of who they are in God. When Hallelujah. One of the things about being prophetic, because we're all prophetic, God calls the gold out of us. And when you're prophetic, God shows you, and you have a spirit of discernment, God shows you the good, the bad, and the ugly about a person. But when God, dis when you discern something good, bad, or bad or ugly about somebody, you don't just call them out about that. No, you, God gives you the ability to prophesy the opposite over their life. Am I making sense? God calls you to call the gold out of them. So if I see you struggling in this, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to say, God says, God is able to bring you out of this. If I see you struggling with financial stability, I'm saying that God is about to bless you with stewardship. God is about to bless you with a right mind to handle your money. If I see you struggling with some type of addiction, I'm about to say, look, I'm not even going to bring the, God is about to bless you with a right mind. God is about to, you prophesy the opposite. Am I making sense? That's how you, that's how you support somebody. You don't remind them of their mess, hallelujah. You don't remind them of their past. You don't even remind them of their problem. You remind them of who they are in God. Am I making sense? And that may be the reason why we are not reaching some people, hallelujah, because you're reminding them of what they used to do. You're reminding them of what they, where they are instead of who they are in God. Am I making sense? So remind them who they are in God and remind them what God has called them to do. Maybe God is telling them to do something. Number three. Encourage them to take an action step 
of obedience or faith. Encourage them to take an action step of obedience or faith. We we need people in our lives to stretch us, to not settle, to not be okay with where we are, but to move forward in doing what's best for the situation. We need we need somebody, and we need to be that person to tell us an action. So I shout, shout action. That's going to build our faith. I told us last week, if you don't have a task, if you don't have an action, if you don't have something on your to-do list, you're not growing. If you don't, if, so if you're going to support somebody, you got to see what God wants to bring out of their life and say, look, you should try this. You should try making this step. Even if they don't do it, you have sowed the seed in their mind. That's how you support somebody. Pray for them. Remind them who they are. And then encourage them to take action. Don't encourage them to say, look, I, I just want to encourage you with this. No, encourage them to, to do something to get themselves out of that situation. Am I making sense? All right. I'm closing. I'm finding, I'm finding my clothes. Um, so as you go to the next level in God, you need a ladder. Somebody shout ladder. You need stability and structure. Make sure, make sure you're on a strong foundation. And then number two, you need somebody to support you. You need somebody to watch you. And here's the last thing. If you're not going to fall on your next level, Number three, you need to get over your fear of heights. If you're going to go to the next level, you have to get over your fear of heights. As you go higher, you have to face and embrace being at a higher height. Watch this. You cannot go higher and walk in fear. Well, sometimes I thought I was going up, I'm about to get ready to do something. But elevation requires a level of faith. Because if you start getting fearful about the next level, if you start getting fearful about these things, nine times out of ten, you're not even going to get on the ladder. Nine times out of ten, you're not even going to make the first step. Hallelujah. Nine times out of ten, you're not going to step up to the next level. Why? Because you're so fearful. And I'm going to tell you now, you cannot expect to go higher in God and be fearful. You cannot expect to go higher in God and be afraid of what people have to say. You can't expect to go to the, higher, to the next level of God and be afraid of how things may turn out. Hallelujah. You can't expect to go higher in God and, and be afraid of what the next person may do. Or, Lord, what, what may happen after that? Lord, who, 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 who may not support you? Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of the things in your life. Some of us are even afraid of our own success. Sometimes, some of us, it's not, if, Lord, if it doesn't work out, Lord, if it do work out, what are we going to do after that? And I need to tell you, tell somebody, stop being scared of your necks. Stop being scared of your necks. Second Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us the spirit of what? Fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. One day I'm going to go back and preach that to you. The God gave me a revelation and I'm going to come back and preach it. But you cannot be afraid of your next level. Look to your neighbor and say, stop being scary. You need to stop being scared of your next level. You need to stop being scary of your next level in God. Stop being scared of people looking at you weird because you're walking with the Lord. Am I making sense? You can't be afraid. You can't walk in fear and go higher. Because you got it. When you get, I don't know about y'all, when I got to, when you, when you get higher, you start feeling a little easy, uneasy. But that requires more faith. Hallelujah. Your next level is going to require more faith. And so I, I need you to learn this song that my grandfather used to sing. I'm pressing on the upper way. New heights I'm gaining. Every day. I'm praying on. Let me look at the rest of the words. I'm praying on. Still praying on as I upward bound. Lord, plant my feet. Lord, plant. I'm going to be honest. I don't got nothing to hide. I'm, I'm, I'm real with y'all. If I forget the words, I forgot the words. I know he used to sing it. But my favorite part is, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, plant my feet on higher. When you say, Lord, plant my feet, you taking the responsibility of getting you to the next level off of yourself, and you placing it in the hands of God. Because if, if, if it was in me, I'm like, Callan, you're going to plant your feet on the next, next level. No, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, 
We're going up. Come on, here, say it again. Come on, say neighbor. We're going up. And I'm going to tell you the reason why we're going up. Because you have Jesus on the inside of you. You go into the next level because you have Jesus on the inside of you. And because Jesus overcome the grave. Because he got up on the third day. Because he stepped on the cloud and went away. And he went higher. Guess where you're going? You're going higher. Because he lives on the inside of you. My favorite scripture. And I think we, we, don't, we don't recognize the weight behind it. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave is living on the inside of you. This, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The same spirit that rose Jesus, Jesus, that got him out of that grave, lives on the inside of you. And God is calling you up higher. Higher than where you are. Hallelujah. I know you're comfortable. I know you're content. God says there's still more. Even your vision for your life right now is it's good, but God says it's still more. God says go bigger than that. <laughs> I don't know who that's for. We are going up. Father God, I thank you now that you are taking us higher. I thank you now that you are taking us to the next level. And Father, as we go to this next level, Father, I pray now, even this week, that you will help us find stability and structure. That, God, that you will help us find stability and structure, that we may be able to stand on a strong foundation. That, Father, we won't be moved by the, the storms of life. Father, we won't be moved by the things that happen around us. But, no, Father, we will stand on your word. Father, we will stand on your revelation and your truth. And, Father, we will stand on it and we will not be moved. Father, that the gates of hell may, uh, may, may, may rise against us, but they will not prevail against us because we are standing on the rock. So, Father, I thank you now that you're sending the right people into our lives to support us as we move forward. Father, I thank you now that you're even removing. Lord, we, 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 we ask you this all the time, and you do it quickly. God, I thank you now that you're removing all of those who are going to distract us from our next level. They're going to distract us and make us lose balance, Father. But, Father, I thank you now that you're sending the right people into our lives to support us and to help us to stay stable, to help us know our job and our assignment. And God, I thank you now that you're raising the level of our faith that we won't walk in fear anymore. Father, we won't walk in fear of the future. We won't walk in fear of the possibilities. But Father, I pray that you will move all of that out of our minds so that we can go to that next level. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Go ahead and look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're about to go up. Y'all go ahead and give God praise in his house.